Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast with reviews on international cooking battles, new chapters with triumph and discord, some songs to brighten your day, a few stories, and a heartwarming tale at the very end. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. This week, we go back to form, Going Up Cast style. No more travel stories. Instead, we go with our classic Little bits. We've got songs of the week. We've got new Harry Potter chapters. I talk about some things on Netflix. Discuss a little bit of housekeeping things. And right at the top, I just wanted to mention, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm going to keep on trucking with holiday stuff throughout the entire month of December. So this is the last, air quotes, normal podcast uh, for the year. When December rolls around, I'm going full in. And it's going to be magical, whimsical, make you feel good holiday cheer for the entire month of December. So enjoy the last breath of normalcy before I start talking about Christmas carols and stuff. But first up, let's do a little bit of housekeeping things. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how the Patreon livestream went for the month of November and what to expect in the month of December. So the Patreon livestream was on the 25th of November. Uh, it lasted, it was about twice as long as my normal live streams normally are. Um, I went for, I think it's two hours, give or take. Played Hearthstone and Overwatch. Um, gonna try to break away from the Blizzard games in the next couple of streams. Just to branch out and try some other stuff. Because I do have other games. Like, don't don't misunderstand. I have other games. So I just, I don't know, those are the ones I usually play whenever I'm just kind of chilling on my computer. I just boot those up. And I hadn't played Hearthstone for like a couple of years until I just out of the blue was like, oh, download Hearthstone again. Because, um, I don't know. I just I haven't done it. And, and I'm so out of the loop when it comes to the meta. So I, I still know enough of the rules to, you know, play the game. But like there's new card types like Echo and Lifesteal and all sorts of crazy shit now. And I don't know what the fuck's happening. The game was so much simpler back when it first came out. And now it's super complicated and... I don't know, yeah, but whatever. I very much enjoyed my time on the stream. And when I was streaming, I came up with my plan for December. So I'm going to do something a little different this month. I'm actually going to stream twice. So the first stream of December is going to be for everybody. You don't have to be a Patreon supporter to see the stream, to be a part of the stream. It's just going to be a big old stream. It's probably going to be on Twitch because it's just that's how I used to do things when I used to stream. Um, we're gonna hang out for a good chunk of time. Um, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it worth your while. I promise. And so the first stream for December will be on the 9th, which I believe is a Sunday. Yeah, it is the it's the second Sunday of December. So on the 9th of December, we will be having a big old fun for everybody stream. It, it you don't have to be a Patreon supporter to watch the stream. This will give you a good idea of what to expect from my uh, my Patreon streams. I'm gonna see if I can reach out to some old friends of mine uh, and we can stream together. Maybe do some old school shit. I'm not sure. Maybe we can get Minecraft up or something like that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, or, you know, play whatever. Totally up in the air, but we're gonna do that. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. And the Patreon exclusive stream will be a lot closer to the actual day. It's gonna be on the 23rd of December. And that will be Patreon exclusive. So if you're a big fan 
of the not the stream on the ninth, and you're like, oh man, this was super funny. I want to I want to be on these streams more and enjoy exclusive content and hang out with Andrew and while he loses a Hearthstone. Well, then you can be a Patreon supporter. All you need to do is join at the five dollar level, and you get access to the monthly live stream. And there will be two live streams in the month of December. So if you want to see both of them, oh, you're gonna have to be a Patreon supporter. So. That is the plan moving forward into December. The next stream will be on the 9th. It is only two weeks away, so get excited. I'm very much looking forward to it. But in the meantime, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Hey, gang. So I wanted to talk about a show I watched on Netflix, because that's what we do here on the Going Upcast, is I talk about movies and shows and video games and whatever else hell floats my boat and this show was recommended to me by my bro my brother uh it's called the dragon prince currently only season one is on netflix i think it's like nine episodes long so there's not there's not a lot there you can powerhouse your way through the entire first season pretty quickly um but a couple of, of interesting things before i dive into the real nitty-gritty of the show number one it was created by one of the head writers and primary directors of Avatar The Last Airbender, which is quite possibly the best animated show of all time. It has uh, a couple of voice actors that kind of cross over between the two shows. Uh, like one of the main characters is Sokka from Avatar The Last Airbender in the show. So there's that. So if you're a big fan of like the, the kind of timber and feel that Avatar had. You get a lot of that in this show. Um, and it kind of falls back into that classic power trio um, strat. You got like the the goofball little kid. You got the strong, confident woman. And then you got the strong, confident kind of goofball dude. You know, you got that power trio. Um, but the show for me feels a lot like Avatar and that does a lot for it. It's got the big epic journey. It's got the big overarching conflict. It's got wonderful side characters. It's got a rich lore. It's got these incredible characters. It has this awesome music. It has everything. Like it's, It hits all the right elements that made Avatar so incredible. It's got it, you know, and that's really exciting. Um, the art style takes some getting used to. It's um, this weird kind of 3D, I guess, uh, style. Um, the best example I can think of of this style was uh, there was a Studio Ghibli anime called like Rona and the Seven Thieves or some shit. Um, or Rohan and Seven... I don't remember what it was called, but it had that same style. Or the Berserk anime has that fucking style. It's It, it looks fine. Like, don't get me wrong, it's it looks perfectly fine. And I'm hoping that when season two rolls around, if it rolls around, it comes with a bit more money so they can kind of smooth out some of the animations because some of them were a little cheesy and a little bad, but I'm really nitpicking here. Basically, the story is you got your two factions in this continent that's kind of split right down the middle. You got the left side of the continent, which is where all the humans live. And you got the right-hand side of the continent where all these fucking elves and magical beings and dragons live. And basically, the humans are purveyors of dark magic, 
and like the elves and stuff are the the light magic whimsical side of it and there's this big old war and it's split right down the middle and a couple of I guess battles or skirmishes before the events of the show truly begin the humans killed the king of the dragons who was protecting the border and they killed his only son and so that's kind of what kicks off the the first episode of oh boy traffic yay well I suppose that's what I get for taking I-5 at 5 o'clock anyway um that's what kicks off the events of the show because the first episode deals with the uh the attempted assassination of the human king in retaliation for the humans killing the dragon king so it is a kid quote a kid show but don't don't misunderstand there's a lot of really heavy topics pretty much right out the gate some good old-fashioned regicide in episode one so you know this show shooting off in all cylinders right out the get-go i don't want to give you too much because the show isn't too long and pretty much any other details beyond that would be entering into spoiler territory pretty fucking quickly because it is so short but if any of what i just said sounds intriguing y'all might get a really good kick out of it like i said it's short you can blast through it really quickly. I would recommend it. It's like a good Sunday afternoon show. They're like half-hour structures. There's only nine episodes. You'll be done in no time. Cook it, cook like dinner while you watch the first couple of episodes. Eat it while you watch the next couple of episodes. Digest it. And then before you know it, you're done. You finish the whole show. So that's really enjoyable. And because I'm kind of talking about Netflix shows and what I'm currently going through in terms of what I'm watching, I will take a quick moment here to talk about something that I'm, I'd be willing to bet the vast majority of you already know and plenty of you are already watching it because it's incredibly popular and um, lots of people are into it right now and that is the Great British Baking Show it apparently has officially become a Netflix show and they released the latest season of it, uh, season 6 on Netflix in its entirety the Great British Baking Show, I wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure of mine. I think it's it's just a straight up, it's a show I enjoy immensely. Um, I keep, I call it like Sunday afternoon TV. It's like, there's a gentle rain outside, you've got a light blanket, you've got nothing going on, and you just need something pretty mindless, yet entertaining and engaging to watch, just to kind of ease the day away in this relaxing atmosphere. And the Great British Baking Show fits that bill to a T. It is super easy to watch, you get really invested, it's, the people are really nice, the music's really good, there's a lot of beautiful bee footage, like b-roll of like sheep in fields and gentle rain and beautiful landscapes and all sorts of stuff, it's just, it's a pleasure to watch, it's just, it's awesome, so I would highly, highly recommend that, but for now, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Another week, another wonderful batch of Harry Potter and the goob let of fire. I think I said that right. Anyway, we've got chapter 16, the goo-let of fire. Chapter 17, the four champions. And chapter 18, the weighing of the wands. Now, I've been looking forward to this bit for a while. Chapter 16 might be one of my favorite chapters of, uh, of the whole book. Um, sorry, misspoke. Chapter 17. Chapter 16 is fine, but chapter 17 is really where it's at. Chapter 17 
might be one of my favorite chapters of the whole book because it bounces from accent to accent to accent in rapid succession with no pause or breaks in between because they're all arguing with each other and it's a lot of fun. It was a fun <laughs> creative exercise for yours truly and I really enjoyed it. So naturally, let's really fixate on when all my voices just begin to crumble and fall away. Let's take a listen. Professor Dumbledore was now looking down at Harry, who looked right back at him, trying to discern the expression of the eyes behind the half-moon spectacles. Did you put your name in the couple of fire, Harry? He asked calmly. No, said Harry. He was very aware everybody was watching him closely. Snape made a soft noise of impatient disbelief in the shadows. Did you ask another student to put the couple of name in the couple of fire? Said Dumbledore, ignoring Snape. No, said Harry vehemently. But of course he is lying, cried, Ma cried Madame Maxime. Snape was now shaking his head, his lips curling. He could not have crossed the age line, said Professor McGonagall. Boy, this is a lot of fucking bad accents in a row, isn't it? <laughs> said Professor McGonagall sharply. I am sure we all agree that Dumbledore must have made a mistake with the line, said Madame Maxime, shrugging. It is possible, of course, said Professor... Oh, wait. No, it's not. I'm fucking Albus Dumbledore. I would not have made... Fuck you, you French bitch. I am gonna magic you out of a fucking closet door. Whore. Anyway, said Dumbledore politely. Three brand new Harry Potter chapters land every Wednesday night around 8 o'clock-ish Pacific Standard Time for your listening perusal. I hope you enjoy those three. I mean, there's a lot of really juicy stuff in these chapters, but chapter 17... It's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. And in the meantime, we'll keep skipping right into the next thing in the podcast. This week we got two fantastic songs of the week, including another cover by yours truly. The first song we're going to talk about is, of course, the cover. This is a pretty recent song. I actually heard this song for the first time. On the uh, ABC Mickey's 90th birthday spectacular television special. That was a couple of weeks ago because Mickey Mouse is 90 years old. And starring in a, in a song tribute to the good old mouse was a Mr. Josh Groban playing the single off of his latest album, which came out in late September of this year, called Granted off the album Bridges in September 21st, 2018. So Granted is all about not taking nothing for granted. So if you, like the chorus goes, if you have a dream, go chase it. Um, and similar themes like that. In fact, the entire album of Bridges is very uplifting. Um, it even, there's even a quote here uh, from Mr. Grobe and that he said, I've had sad albums in the past and wanted an album that had an uplifting spirit for my psyche and also for the psyche of listeners. I think we all need that. That is an admirable sentiment, Mr. Groban, and your album achieves this in spades. The whole album is very uplifting. I'm a big fan of the second song, Symphony, as well, but I thought I could actually cover the song Granted, so let's take a listen to my rendition of Granted by Mr. Josh Groban. Maybe it's time you bet on yourself Have a dream, go chase it. You feel 
It's a really beautiful song. My cover does not do it justice, naturally. I would be a fool to think I was even close to the vocal qualities of Josh Groban. He's incredible. It's almost unfair. Um, the next song, once again, comes to us from an incredibly talented individual who well, not a lot of you might know that this person does music and not only does music, but does music very well. And that is Steve Martin. Steve Martin has been a banjo player for decades. He's incredible on the banjo. I actually saw Steve play live with the uh, Steep Canyon Rangers a while back when they came out with their album Rare Bird Alert, which came out in 2011. In fact, the song we're talking about comes off this very album. It is called The Great Remember for Nancy. Nancy, in this case, is Nancy Dolman, who is the wife of Martin Short, who passed away in 2010, unfortunately. And this song is sinfully beautiful. It's instrumental, so naturally I, I can't play the banjo, so I can kind of can cover it for you guys, but it is just simply superb. It brings forth those images of like golden fields of grain and you're sitting on like a rocking chair on the porch when the sun is warm on your face and you've got a cool drink in your hand and your buddy's next to you just kind of gently strumming this away. You, it's just, you picture sunsets, you, or sunsets, you picture warm colors, you picture all sorts of these beautiful things when you hear this song. And the fact that the song is a tribute to one of uh, Steve's friends is makes it even more powerful. Um, it's one of, it might be my favorite bluegrass song. It's not a, not a long list, but it's right there at the top. It's right there at the top. Steve Martin and the Steve Canyon Rangers make incredible music. In fact, they came out with another album not that long ago. So if you're a fan of bluegrass music, this is some really good stuff. So I would recommend you check it out. In fact, I liked this album so much, I used to play it on my college radio show a long time ago. I would play this one song a lot. And it felt really weird when I had to go from like a heavy metal song to bluegrass. And that was just my show. That's just how I rolled. I just flowed from one song to the next, regardless of genre of feel, of content, just kept bouncing around. That's what it was all about. If you have a song that you would like to suggest for Song of the Week, well, there's lots of ways you can send that in. You can email me at goingcast.gmail.com. You can use the contact page at goingcast.com. Um, go, go over there. And if you cover yourself singing a song, feel free to email that to me as well. You can't do it through the contact page. Got to reach out through email at goingcast.gmail.com. I will be more than happy to play it for you in the podcast allows us to, you know, get some different voices in. Like Matt Olaf last week, very first person to send in a song cover. Never going to shut up about that. God, that was so good. That was so good. You could be the next person, though. All you need to do is believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself that you have the musical abilities to cover your favorite song. I know you can do it. I have faith in you. And let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. And finally, this week, I wanted to tell you all a little story from the best place to tell such a story because it has to do with the thing I'm currently sitting in. That's right. It's a little story about my car. So, I was at work a couple days ago. I don't remember the exact day. Um, actually, I think... No, I don't remember the exact day. But it was before Thanksgiving. And... I had, you know, I was parked my car, I was at work doing the do, all that jazz action. And I come back to my car and I find a little, a little note kind of nestled in the door handle of the driver's side of my car. And I was like, 
All right, this could mean a whole number of different things. So let's see what the see what's going on here. And so I take the note off and I look at it, and it basically said, uh, without giving you know too many details away, my my son hit your car. Here's my contact information if you want to do anything about it. And in the back of my head, I'm like, fuck. What did what did the, what happened? Where's the damage? And I look on the note, and there's a little drawing of my car with a circle <laughs> indicating where the impact was. And it's on the passenger side of my car. So I wander around the car, and I, I look at the note, and I look at my car, and I look back at the note to confirm I actually had the right spot, which it did, because the, the dent in my passenger side door was so small, I didn't actually see it at first. It is the tiniest little dent with a tiny bit of blue paint, like in the middle of this little dent in my door. And I, I just kind of laughed. And I was like, if they didn't leave this note, I never would have seen this, ever. Cause it's on like the other side of my car. Like I'm never gonna be in the passenger seat of my car. You know what I mean? I'm never gonna see it. So the only people that would see it would be people riding in the car and they'd have to be like hyper observant to see such things. So I just thought it was super funny. And um, first off, I was super appreciative that they left a note because had the damage been substantial, I absolutely would have been like, yo, why? Why would you hit my parked car? Um, but fortunately for, for them and for me, cause that's just a lot of stuff to go through, like paperwork and shit. Uh, the damage is super minimal. I've already gotten old paint off. There's just a tiny little ding in my door. Um, but I thought about like the fact that they left the note and if it was me, right? If it was me and I left the note on somebody else's car and they never contacted me, I would spend the rest of my life wondering like, what, what did they end up doing? Like, did I write the phone number down wrong? Like I never found out how this ended. Um, and I didn't want to do that to them. They left the note. I wanted to do the right thing. And so what I did is I texted them on Thanksgiving, basically being like, thank you guys so much for the note. I super appreciate it. Had you not left the note, I never would have seen this. Blah, 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 you know. And I ended it by going like, have a happy Thanksgiving. And I, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I texted it to him because I didn't, I didn't want to call him. Um, mostly because it was Thanksgiving and I was spending, you know, time with my family. And they texted back and they're like, thanks so much. Sorry again. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And that interaction, this whole story was pretty restorative to my faith in humanity. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to leave the note, but they left the note because it was the right thing to do. I contacted them to let them know that what they had done was super cool and that they don't need to worry about it. You know, every aspect of the story was just kind of like, we all did what was right in that instance. And it was super easy to do the right thing. I know, right? Shocker. Turns out doing the right thing is easy to do. You always got to do the right thing. Sorry if I'm getting a little preachy, but you know, real life scenarios kind of help tie into the message. So I thought this was a good time to do it, especially from my car. So, you know, I thought it all worked out pretty nicely. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Going Up Cast. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you all enjoy the Harry Potter chapters. I apologize if I'm leaving anything out from uh, from my little spiel here, but 
this is actually the first bit I'm recording for this podcast, so I don't know exactly what I've spoken about. So it's kind of difficult for me to be like, oh man, remember that thing we talked about? That was great. So I'm doing it in generalities. Um, I hope you enjoyed the songs of the week. I don't know what they were, but I hope you liked them. And remember to always check in with the Going Home cast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's when the new episode lands every week and less told otherwise. And hopefully that will not happen very often. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to share with your friends. Hope you all have a wonderful week. Get ready. Because next week, oh, oh boy, I'm so excited. Next week is the first December going up cast. And if there's one thing I love, it's the month of December and everything about it. I'm pulling out all the stops next week. It's going to get festive up in this joint. It's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait. See you all next week. Have a good one.